So the song that was just playing was Eyes Blue Like the Atlantic All Colors. Um, hi, this is the book club and I'm Leah. We're going to be reviewing some books. I'm Vivi and this is our esteemed co-worker who will be telling you some fun facts about the author. Of Winds of Fire book three. Thanks. The, this, book, this book, Wings of Fire, The Hidden Kingdom, was written by Tui Sutherland. Tui's mom was from New Zealand, so she named her after a New Zealand bird called a Tui, who's not as famous as a kiwi, but makes a lot more noise. Tui was born on July 31st, the same birthday as Harry Potter, in Venezuela. She now lives in Boston with her husband, two kids, and a dog called Sunshine, who was the inspiration for the main character's name, Sunny, in the book. After she graduated from college, Tui spent six months in New Zealand and took a class in children's literature. When she came back, she got a job at the Penguin Publishing House working as an editorial assistant. Her first boss was named Jane O'Connor, who would later write all the Fancy Nancy books. Tui is a huge night owl, and she likes to write between 11 p.m. at night and 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. She also likes to play the game Splash, Ocean Sanctuary, on her phone. Back to you, esteemed co-workers. Um, so, these are some quick facts about the book we're going to be reviewing. Um, it's about, it's a, in an alternate universe where there's a huge war going on over queen of one of the tribes, the Sandring tribe. The book is about the Dragonettes of Destiny, who are part of a prophecy, as basically they try to figure out what to do about being the Dragonettes of Destiny. And how to stop the war. That too. Um, there are dragons in this alter, um, alternate universe, and there are different tribes called the Mudwind, the Sea Winds, the Night Winds, the, and the Sand Winds. And the Rain Wings. And the Rain Winds, which is what the book is about. Glory is the main character. Clea, you said Glory is the main character. What are her strengths and weaknesses? Um, I think her strengths are that she's really, like, she sticks up for her friends a lot and who fights for them a lot. And her weaknesses are that she hides her emotions but, um, from a wall. Um... Actually, the Rainwings have one of the most powerful weapons it, out of all the tribes. They have venom, which shoots from their two front teeth. But the weakness is that they never use it, except for to find out who their family is. Will you all say, just for listeners who haven't read the book, it's book three in a 13-book series, right? Mm -hmm. Can you just briefly describe the plot? What ha what's this book about? Um, it's about 
so the the first two are the mud wind and the sea winds, and they both found their families. And this one is about Glory, a rain wind, and how she's supposed to find her family. Um, so she goes on an adventure to find her family, and it goes well and wrong at the same time. One thing that, um, she learns is that, so, she ha- they all have these super high expectations, and some, most of them are fulfilled, actually, unlike the other books, most of her, her ideas for Rain Wings, they're pretty much exactly what the Rain Wings are, but some of them are big disappointments, like big disappointments. So who's your favorite character and why? Um, I'd probably say that my favorite character actually is Glory out of the Dragonettes of Destiny because the others are either super, super optimistic or um, just have zero self-esteem. And she's just... She's very brave and always goes with what she believes. Um, I would agree with that, but I think my favorite character is actually Tsunami um, because she makes me laugh all the time she talks because she's really sarcastic and kind of a jerk, but she's also really nice. What do you like best about this book? Uh... They learn a lot of secrets, whereas most of the other books, they mostly learn what it's like to be a dragon because they've been sheltered their entire lives. In this one, they learn a lot of secrets that the queens have, haven't necessarily known about or wanted the dragons to know about. Um, my f- my favorite thing about this book is um, that there are so many twists and turns, and it's really good. So what would you say your favorite part of the book is? Uh, probably, probably when Glory tries, she wants to become queen because she feels nothing is being done about this bad situation. So she challenges one of the current queens. Magnificent. Um, and this is, I feel the same way, and this is two pages of when that happens. Chapter 25. You mean you want to turn, a, want to turn at being queen, said Magnificent, tilting her head in a puzzled way. I'm sure that could be arranged if you insist. I can talk to the others and try you fit, fit you in between grandeur and exquisite next year. No, I need to be queen right now, said Glory. She tried not to think about how much bigger than her Magnificent was or how many years older she must be. Then again, I'm sure she's had never had any battle training or faced the sky wind's claws every morning for six years. Because if you won't rescue those rain winds, I will. Whatever it takes, even if it means taking the throne from you. Oh, whoa, Kinjato breathed. I don't see how you could possibly do that, said Queen Magnificent. She looked down and started rearranging one of her flower necklaces. It's not very complicated, Dory said. We fight. Whoever survives gets to be queen. 
all the other rain, room, rain winds in the room all gasped. The queen's sails shimmered white and green. She started at glory. You would kill another dragon just so you could be queen? That's how it works in, in every other tribe, Glory pointed out. Not here, said Magnificent. That's barbaric. What's barbaric is abandoning dragons of your tribe when you could save them, said Glory fiercely. Magnificent waved her front claws airily and addressed herself to King Jackal and the blue-green dragon. I'm sure no Rainwind would follow a queen who gets, who got her throne by violence, agreed. The blue-green dragons shrugged, and Chinjato puffed up her chest and glared at the queen. I'll follow Glory anywhere, she said. It's not the Rainwind way, Magnificent protested. As far as I can tell, the Rainwinds lie around and do nothing, Glory snapped. So why don't you just do that, and I'll go ahead and be queen. After all, no one really wants the job, right? Maybe I don't want you to have it, said the queen with a growl. There is an old tradition, interjected the ancient dragon suddenly. If anyone wants to hear about it, the old dragon chuckled as he turned to them. Don't look at me like that, Maddie. It's not fair. Th- it's not a fair thing to do, and it gives you a much chance, a much chance, if not more, of keeping the throne. What is it? And we're not gonna spoil anything more for you. So that's your favorite part of the book. Um, what's the most awkward part of the book? Actually, it would probably. It's not just one big part, but probably more of a big long like montage for me where glory basically kind of makes a fool of herself in front of the other rain wings because she's used to being around all the tribes except for her own so she honestly has no idea how to act so little snippets of her doing that throughout the book that just kind of make me cringe for me the most awkward part is um she has well both of them have a crush on each other, and it's a Nightwing and her, and it's always really awkward when they talk, because his fi- the first time they met, he was trying to kill her. <laughs> what do you think is the most interesting part about these dragons? Um, probably that instead of it being like, okay, these are the good dragons, and these are the bad dragons, and this is what they have to do, it's more of... Like they're super layered, so they have to kind of figure out what they're well, like what they're willing to do and what they're not, and who they want to be. Because none of them actually really like their tribes a lot, so they try to figure out how to act. I would agree with that, but also I love that like everybody is like not perfect. They all have a really big weakness and a really big strength. Is this book or this series, like, can you compare it to another series? Is it like anything else? It might be, but not that I know of. Uh, not any of the books I've read. It's pretty unique. Would you recommend this book to other people? And if so, who do you think would enjoy this book? Um, I think people who might think 
that they're really bad, but actually this book shows you you can be good and bad. Um, I would definitely recommend it, and I'd say it's for people who want to, like, see that, like, it's really funny, but it's also, you, it gets very, like, dark at some point, so it's a really nice balance, and I think if you enjoy good, balanced books, this would be very nice. Definitely agreed. Um... So is there anything else you want to say about this book? And then will you also say the name and the author again, just in case anybody missed it? Um, I would say you should definitely try it. It's really good. <laughs> um, I'd say that because there's so many books, you'd think that it would the plot would get all sticky and like hard to read, but it doesn't at all get that. It's just like totally smooth. And the book is The Hidden Kingdom, Wings of Fire, book three by Twee T. Sutherland. Welcome back to the book bubble on Absalon Radio. I'm Clea. And this is her colleague, Vivi. And this is our other colleague, Mama. Hi, I'm Mama. We will be reviewing the very old book peppermint in the parlor very old very very old um here mama our esteemed colleague will give some fun facts about the author whose name i have not yet mentioned and the book the book was written by barbara brooks wallace almost before um just after fire was invented the book was written in 1980 (laughs) Okay, so Barbara Brooks Wallace was born in 1922 in China. Her dad was a silent film actor who ended up working for Standard Oil in China selling lamp oil. Her mother was a Russian who immigrated to China after the Russian Revolution. They stayed in China until 1937 when the Japanese invaded. After that, she moved back to San Francisco, and her family lived in a huge mansion on the side of a hill with white pillars, which became the model for Sugar Hill Hall. She lived in Alexandria, Virginia, with a, uh, that's in America, with a Burmese cat called Cleo and a turtle named Peter. She died in 2018 at the age of 95. Very old. Very old. Back to you, esteemed colleagues. So, can you describe the book briefly for people who might not know it? Um, okay. Emily is going to live with her aunt twice and uncle twice at Sugar Hill Hall after the death of her parents. Very sad. The beautiful house and happy family (laughs) are not as she remembered. So very Uh shocking. The house has become a home for old people and is run by a Mrs. Meeching and Mrs. Plumley with their assistant, Tilly. Emily wonders what has happened, but the mystery is just beginning for her. Kipper. <laughs> Kipper, who brings fresh fish to the house from town, become, becomes friends with Emily and Tilly. This is shocking. Emily tries to bring a little happiness to the older people living at Sugar Hill Hall when she gets a kitten named Clarabelle. She buys them supplies with which they can paint Clarabelle. And carve Clarabelle. She also shares her kitten, <laughs> Clarabelle. 
<laughs> Sorry, it doesn't. Trouble brews when the projects are found. Oh no! And Emily is locked in the remembrance room, which is a terrible place. The mystery continues to unfold when Emily hears voices under the room she is in. With Kipper's help, she and Tilly explore a previously unknown tunnel and discover it connects the house to the local tavern. Luck turns their way when a partner to Mrs. Meeching and Mrs. Plumley helps them out. He first identifies that Emily is an heiress, which means she's very rich and not broke, and shows her the papers that say so. Secondly, he clears the name of Emily's missing uncle. The mystery is solved. Mrs. Meeching and Mrs. Plumley are captured, and Emily's aunt and uncle are reunited, and Tilly gives the fur muff back. Whoa. Sorry, it sounds interesting. <laughs> um, why is the book called Peppermints in the Parlor? Um, because in most of the sit-in rooms, there's a bowl of peppermints, which the old people are restricted not to eat, and they try and eat them, but some of them get caught. Oh, no. And when they're caught, they get put in the remembrance room. What's the remembrance room? Terrible prison. It's a place, kind of, yeah, terrible prison. It's a terrible prison. Um, where you get locked in for a day, no food, or just two. a plain bed. Oh. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite part of this book? When the old people and Tilly and Emily and Kipper rebel and they throw the peppermints at Mrs. Meeching and Mrs. Plum. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. that's the best. So this book is categorized as a horror book. Would you it agree? Is. No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Mostly it's about Emily being scared and Kipper smelling like fish. Mm, but um, I wouldn't say it was a horror book because, sure, there's some horror in it, but it isn't very scary. It's just, it's basically an adventure book. Yeah. Clea, what part do you like best about the book? Um... The same as maybe <laughs> the peppermints. Who's your favorite character and why? Oh, um, so I there's a bunch of old people, and you only like focus in on like five or six, but those are my absolute favorites. There's a man who constantly blows his very red nose into a very soggy napkin, and there's a woman who all she does is talk, but. She never has anything really interesting to say, and then there's another one who cries all the time. They are very interesting. Uh, my favorite character is Mrs. Plumpley, one of the Plumley. Um, Plumley, one yep. of the um, evil on villains. Um, and I love her because she acts so sweet, and like she's also being kept as prisoner for, from the other aunt, which I totally forgot Mrs. the name Meechling. of. Mrs. Um And then she's um, uh, Emily overhears her saying, "I'm the best actor in Sugar Hill," and it's a uh, nice touch, like. <laughs> Um, does this book have an awkward part? Yes. Uh, so like many. All the ones with Hipper and Emily are together. With Tilly anywhere close by. Uh -huh. The big thing is that Tilly has a crush on Kipper, but Kipper and but she and Kipper are just friends, and there's this one scene where Kipper is singing with Emily while she cleans the floor, and Tilly walks in and is like, Thy foul beast, thy has betrayed me, Emily. 
just not in those words. Yeah. But pretty close. Um, what's the funniest part of the book? Also, the awkward ones. <laughs> all of it. All the awkward ones, yeah. Okay. Is this book like any other books? Um, it's kind of like a bunch of books where parents die and they go to some evil stepsisters, a step of people things, <laughs> just in their family. Um, but I think it has it's different from them because usually they leave, but instead of leaving, she makes the house happier, which I like. Mm-hmm. She like instead of like she. It's very unique in the way that she makes friends with the old people and she tries to be like, she doesn't try to be like, I must escape. She's like, I need to figure out this mystery so it can become happy again. Would you recommend this book? And if so, who do you think would enjoy it? Um, I think it's a book that a lot of people would like for a lot of different reasons. So I just think if you like need a good like suspense then you should read it basically the same it's just comedy drama and suspense it's very interesting yeah thanks for listening this is the book bubble on Absalon radio and this is Leanne Vivi and our esteemed co-worker and the song that is taking us out is Falling by the band Why Don't We I like the song because it is very like songy and makes you like <laughs> <laughs> it's very like songy and makes you like wanna like listen, twitch your fingers a little bit like stuff like that. Bye. Nothing but you and I can't stop my heart from beating. Why do I love this feeling? Make me a promise. Tell me you'll stay with me. If I'm being honest. I don't know where this leads, but that's the only question Baby, don't keep me guessing